the year is 2008. It's the 24th of September. And uh, happy birthday to my mom and your waist away on the North Coast. Happy birthday, Mrs. Schmo. Anyway, happy birthday, Mrs. T. Yeah, and I called her earlier today. I'm not waiting for midnight like Greg. <laughs> and uh, Waste Away on the North Coast, this is Amigo Schmo. And Greg. And Mickey. And Mike. I'm local, but yet still not present. <laughs> we seem to be out of our sponsor's beverage. I have a little, I'm going to do it this way. Oh, slightly better. Oh, yeah, that was nice. Yeah, that was not good. You got a land shark with you, Wayne? No, I wish I did. Why don't you just go to Schmo's house and get some? Pick up his ticket, too, while you're there. Yeah. Did you know I forgot my tickets yesterday? No, I didn't know that. I mean, we were halfway there, and, and I also remember I didn't have them with me. I had gotten them out and had to send Greg to the house. <laughs> we did have plenty well, he of time. Well, he was hanging around. Yeah, we had plenty of time we had, to go back. We had several hours before the concert, so and it wasn't. I was pretty close to just saying, let's just buy at the door. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's what you were going to tell me that you did. No. Well, guys, what's going on? Well, the uh, top story for this show is Jimmy's two concerts in Paris. Listener Sandy, who went to the show last year, went to this year's, one of this year's concerts, because Jimmy did two this time, and uh, just like last year, she sent us a report. She said that the Friday Night Paris concert was great. Parrotheads know how to improvise. We had our own version of tailgating in line complete with Corona, whatever was left at the bar across the street when the Corona ran out, and of course, a lovely Bordeaux. Beach balls were flying, and the Parisians, the little old ladies carrying their loaves of bread home, could not figure out what was going on. Cars driving down the street were getting hit with beach balls. Hot, hot, hot started outside in line with the crowd. Jimmy heard that upon arrival, and the band started the concert with that. Most people were no more than 20 feet away from Jimmy during the concert. He played the usual, but also added, Why don't we get drunk? Tour de Rocher, We Are the People, Last Mango. There are many more video cameras this year, so expect a DVD, which we were promised last year but did not get. We only got highlights from Paris on the uh, Scenes You Know by Heart DVD. And uh, listener Cindy continues, They even sold overpriced tour shirts, which she said were 30 euros. And a quick check uh, online before I left shows that that is $44 U.S. Crap. And uh, she also sent some photos, which we're going to post on the website, but I'm not sure if it's going to be part of the blog or the photo gallery. So uh, check the show notes at wastingaway.net to find out. Speaking of the Paris concert, West Coast Rendezvous, the official blog for West Coast Music in France, has two four-part interviews with mayors Peter and Jim. And with Mac McAnally. Uh, look for those interviews on YouTube, and we'll also post links on the show notes blog at wastingaway.net. Also in the news from WBIR.com, Lulu Buffett is going green. A 45-foot windmill was installed Tuesday at Lulu's, which the article describes as a Jimmy Buffett-style restaurant at in Gulf Shores. The owners expect to save 40% on their electric bill while giving back to the environment, and they're hoping other Alabama businesses will follow suit. And uh, the windmill is going to be attached to an outdoor bar that will be powered by the windmill, and they've given it the inventive name of Bama Breeze. <laughs> well, those things cost like sixty to $80,000 to put in. 
what does? Those these windmills that you produce energy to get back the, oh. to the grid, and then they, you know, credit you. How long do you have to keep this in, in you know online before you can start reaping benefits from it? I mean, sixty thousand dollars is a lot of energy bills. But for a business, I suppose that's kind of cool. I have no idea what the rates are for electricity. Yeah, I don't know either. But if it was beneficial, you, you, I mean, the wind's always there. Let's use the wind. They say you need a constant 12 to 16 mile an hour wind. I suppose down in the golf area, you get that. Up oh, okay. in Dearborn, we don't get a 16 mile an hour wind usually. Where did we last see these pieces of the windmill? Did me and Mike see them somewhere? Oh, we saw it in Houston. Remember, they were running them on a, on a truck down the freeway. Yeah, okay. That was just, yeah, in Houston. By the way, you did tell Roger you were in Houston. Yeah, I told Roger I was in Houston. I think he, he may have slightly remembered that. <laughs> How could he not? You know what I mean about the... Because it was so easy. Now he's trying to forget. Buffett World? Yeah. When uh, Buffett was <laughs> in Paris... He was influenced. I, I, I guess I wasn't. Yeah, it's from a Rolling Stone interview. But what I did read was he okay. stayed outside of Paris, about an hour outside of Paris, in and I was castle. trying to figure castle. out what city it was. Because we stayed in a castle outside of Paris in the city of Orleans. And it was really kind of cool. It was like the only castle in the area. And uh, stayed in like the torrent. The turret? The turret? Turret? Yes. T-U-R-R-E-T, -R -R -E right? Yes. Okay. Torrent Oops. is like raging winds. <laughs> I thought you said... Um, I said torrent to start. It used to be. Now it's a way to, to download video. Yeah. Okay. I thought you said torrent. Torrent? Fuck you. Oh. <laughs> but uh, it was kind of cool. Uh, spend the night in the castle. I was just thinking... I, I had a flashback when I was in France. Really neat. Were there any signs that said Jimmy Buffett's left here? No, he not at all. Paris. But the castle was built in the 1300s. <laughs> and I was trying to tell we were we were having this conversation with a with a monsieur that uh, if I said that right, I don't know. I don't know my French. Amigo. That the, with the French amigo, that uh, the house we were on Willow Lane was an older home built in 1912. <laughs> he laughed. <laughs> That's not old. This castle was built in the 1300s. <laughs> okay, I guess that's pretty old. Jeez. I got the yeah. set list for the two Paris shows. Listener Sandy went to the Friday show, so. What are this? Stand she up. got to hear other songs like uh, The Return of Coconut Telegraph, Knees in My Heart, Grapefruit, Juicy Fruit. Um, the song she mentioned, Autour de Rocher, Why Don't We Get Drunk. Uh, he went to Paris, obviously. And also, We Are the People Our Parents Warned Us About. Otherwise, it was kind of a standard show. He ended with He Went to Paris for Both Nights. Um, the Saturday show he did, he brought back Stars on the Water, Gypsies in the Palace, um, Banana Republics. He added La Vie d'Ansant to One Particular Harbor. You hear that song before? Yeah. <laughs> That's on the So That's add the that to the list of the songs where, for me. where La Vie d'Ansant shows up. <laughs> According to Mike, this is like song 18 that Le Dansant ends with. <laughs> also, uh, Rainy Day Women, yippee, and uh, Coast of Marseille, and the Beatles medley, which I haven't heard since back in the Fruitcakes days, I think. So that was kind of cool that he brought that back. Cool. And he also 
sang uh, Frenchman for the Night, which was nice. I don't even recall if he did that last time, but uh, I'd like to hear that song. I like that song. Yeah. I like how Rolling Stone wrote it, French Man for the Night. <laughs> Like it's a superhero or something, instead of just French French for the man. night. Wee wee. A French man for the night. French man. Wee wee go. What kind of superhero would that be? My name is Pierre. I don't know. Maybe it'd be. It'd be like Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> With a cape. <laughs> he makes awesome fries. He throws uh, big wheels of cheese at his enemies. Bottles of fine wine. And loaves of bread. He throws loaves of bread like javelins. <laughs> it's French man. <laughs> For the night. <laughs> Just at night. <laughs> and his sworn enemies are the Americans. Any other... Uh... Well, you guys can take over for uh, the other news story. I hear what they Oh. <laughs> it's usually Mickey's job when we start talking about Roger Klein. Yeah. Roger Klein was in town yesterday on the North Coast, and uh, Mike started the day in... Uh, <laughs> the day began for me in, uh, in Las Vegas. And ended in Ferndale, Michigan. In fashionable and Ferndale. At the, uh, at the Magic Bag. I walked in during Banditos. Yeah. Mike All had, appropriate. Mike had to cross three area codes. Yeah. <laughs> been, been in Schmo World, they're called area codes. Yeah. <laughs> well, he used to he used to cross at least three area codes going to, to golf in one day from work. No, silly, those That's are time true. zones. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, now this time I, I left um, Vegas. I spent a bit of time in Denver, and finally wound up back at uh, Ferndale. Finally. Well, <laughs> oh, so what a grueling trip. <laughs> so, what was the timeline like? Uh, I left Vegas at uh, 104, that specific time. And wasn't there an and, edict uh, like you weren't supposed to leave before 130? Yeah, but I, I don't know if I should mention that. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> no, so yeah, the, the uh, day began with uh, a big rush to, to uh, breakfast and then uh, had to do a uh, presentation as part of this training thing. And uh, it was supposed to be a big wrap-up after but i ducked out and grabbed the cab to the airport <laughs> and uh caught the 104 flight always leave them wanting more so then uh layover was in denver and there was about like a 20 minute layover it was i was really worried about like, missing the connecting flight and uh but now went off without a hitch that was that was easy I except the uh the plane was kind of small it was one of those uh you know fairly small regional jets and I had to take that all the way from Denver to Detroit. Yeah, it's a long way for it. Yeah, tell me about it. When you said the plane was small and you had to check your bag, right? Yeah, I was in row 15 and I was like the second row from the back. Mm. Was it one of these uh, two seats on each side or one seat on each side or what? Yeah, two seats on each side. It was one of those uh, Canadair regionals. <laughs> and you were hoping not to check your bag just to make things smoother, faster? Yeah, I didn't have a choice. I didn't have a choice because their overhead storage isn't large enough for a standard uh, carry-on. So they had to gate check everybody's carry-on. And uh, luckily it didn't have to run through the uh, baggage unloading. They they dumped them off right at the gate, so it was kind of cool. Oh, okay. So I didn't have to wait that long. Yeah. So yeah, I 
grab the bag and and this is at the new north terminal there at the airport so i'm not like not familiar with it at all <laughs> and uh, so i'm like uh making my way out to that big blue parking deck yeah this is a metro uh, or metro yeah okay. yeah metro airport so it's brand new the, the terminal just opened like this week the detroit yeah. airport in our area for our, our two or three listeners yeah the north coast <laughs> airport the north coast north terminal nca at our imaginatively named airport metropolitan airport yeah. yes yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, thought went into that one mm. No, so it uh, actually it's a very nice terminal. It's just airport. not it's not done yet. They're still working on it. Oh yeah. So anyway, I, I felt like I walked like miles, like a fast walk, and as fast as I could walk to find get to my car and, and uh, finally get out of there and uh, begin the drive, which I I flew. I mean, I was driving fast. It was it was crazy. You did get there pretty fast, but yeah, I'm telling be... you, I was driving fast. That's gotta suck when you're driving like that, and it's 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 later, so it's not busy on the road, right? Right, it wasn't busy, but and you can't go that fast because it's dark, and I can't you can't see if there's any cops around. You're all alone, and you just want to get yeah. there quickly. It sucks. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I cruised all the way out there really quick, and and uh, that parking lot was full. So I thought, oh man, I'm gonna have to drive around and find a spot. But luckily, one of the spots on the street was open. That's so where I, just I parked. Pulled in there, but you know I had the change in my car. Yeah, I was just gonna ask, what shirt were you wearing when you arrived? Yeah, because I was like, uh, you know, work clothes. I had a dress shirt on, dress pants and stuff. So I had the change in the car, throw on the old, uh, oldest school shirt ever on, and and a pair of jeans. Frenchman for the night would have just ripped open his shirt and had his <laughs> old school <clears throat> shirt on underneath it. Yeah, but he would have had that. that black and white striped shirt, collarless shirt with a red bandana, <laughs> and a beret. That guy was in the... And a little cigarette. A little cigarette. A little cigarette in the corner of his mouth. Maybe that guy was in the uh, the bar Scott DJ with. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Mike, no. We're gonna, we'll figure we'll get through that. So then he changed your car and he came in and Banditos yeah. was playing, right? Yeah, Banditos was playing. I went straight to the bar because I was dying of thirst. You and uh, next, No. Yeah, I texted Schmo as I was walking. Best I could do is type four letters here. Yeah. Oh, as you were walking, yeah, because I said as I was he's here, and, and Mick was like paying attention every time I looked at my phone, and so was Chad. Well, I was I was uh, doing live tweets from the from Magic Bass, yes. so, which you can check out at twitter.com/slash/waotnc, which is of course the initialization for wasting away on the North Coast. Yeah, and it's like if you fall, if you look at that, it just it tells you where Mike was. In little where I am across the country. Oh, yeah, I think so. So, yeah, I, I just go straight to the bar. Next thing you know, there's there's Schmo walking up. Yeah, because uh, Chad was paying attention. I said, okay, he's here, he's here. And then I figured, I have to go to the bathroom anyway. I'll head to the back. And, uh, yeah, we all thought that you were going to... To, to help Mike find our spot, but you actually went to take a leak, and it was just like a happy accident that well, he ran into Mike. It's like two birds with one stone kind of thing. Well, three birds because he he bought some uh, silver Patron, so that was that was good. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a mistake, but yeah. Schmo took a lot of trips back to the bar last. Yes, silver Patron. That's when uh, Chet came bounding up and joined us in the uh, Patron. Yeah, I think he was kind of following me, so yeah, we did the Patron. But that was cool. I Did you get saw yet? those guys, and I saw uh, Chad's buddy. It's Tim, right? Tim, the, the guy Chad's ass guy? 
Yeah. Yeah. The band. Yeah, so I saw him, said hi to him, they walked down and there's all you clowns down there. It's just like uh <laughs> just like old home week or something. Everybody's <laughs> all that you know? it was kinda of, kinda of wild. <laughs> yeah. And Pat and Patty was there. Yeah. Occasional guest of our uh, podcast. Again, occasional panel member, Patty. And uh, just as you walked up, Roger was shouting, that seems fair, into the microphone. <laughs> so come on, guys. What'd you think? I Details. Know, I, was... well, I can't really view the uh, first hour of the show since I yeah, basically Mike, missed Yeah, Mike missed tired. 50 minutes. You know, I forgot to print up the, uh, the set list from the board. Oh. Okay. I can bring it up real I mean, Boots was pretty good as far as, you know, I mean, a, an acoustic guitar. It was entertainment. Yeah. It wasn't out of tune or anything. I mean, it yes, it was out of tune. Was it out of tune? Yeah. Did no, you hear Chad? I can't hear. No. Chad was, was Chad giving was him giving shit. Him. Chad was going, you need to tune your guitar. It's my ears are yeah, dry. I think you Twittered that, didn't you, Mick? Yeah. My ears and are uh, I think Chad's friend finally, he and Chad finally got Boots' attention and told him to tune his guitar. And then Boots says, oh, okay. And he checks it and he goes, damn, that was out of tune. That was really out of tune. <laughs> the set list in Detroit. Yeah, yes. he started with Wanted. Uh, I thought it was yes. just the Cleveland. Wanted, then right into Americano and Hello New Day, all with Chad's guitar, including Mexico, then right after. Then he, uh, I know he swapped out for acoustic, and maybe we should fall in love, contraband, state of the art. And then this is where it got really good. Better, beautiful, and perfect. A uh, first time I've heard it live. And that was a request from Chad. That's right. Yeah, he said uh, he requested that for his wife. Oh, okay. Well, thank you to Chad's wife. Cause... Yeah. And then that's where he brought out Take It On The Run, REO Speedwagon cover. I think he played it in soundcheck. I, I think people heard it in soundcheck. But Tippy and Diana... Uh, major RCPM bands, uh, and st- I think a couple songs before that, they said they were screaming REO and singing the song in between breaks, and it's like Roger just said, what the hell, and just went right into it. <laughs> and then the band followed him. It sounded pretty good. Yeah. Had a good job of it. <laughs> and then stops it and just says, uh, well, good night, everybody. <laughs> Try the veal, and I don't need to sing it. That's what it sounded like. <laughs>
I know when the tapes are rolling, we only do that amongst friends. But we're totally comfortable with that. Make sure that hits the website in all its disastrous glory. Now that request is officially out of the way. That was great because we haven't in Detroit gotten homes like that in the Belgian city. Right. A song like that. Now, That's true. That's I know the first in time. sound checks before Me we went and saw him in Mexico, I know that he was playing Give Me Some Water, Eddie Muddy. And I always thought that we were going to see that or hear that in Mexico or it would show up on some set list, but it never did. That'd be a good So it's song. funny that they just take yeah. songs like this and play them just for fun as part of the sound check. Then he went down together. I know you know Captain Suburbia to uh, Scott's delight. Yeah, me too. I, I was glad to hear that song. Oh, that's when I got the uh, page that you were here, like during Captain oh, okay. Suburbia. And then he went into Banditos. Okay, so that's like, yep, yeah, right yeah. when I walked in. Then Leaky Little Boat, Switchblade, Mercy, Counterclockwise, Mekong, which I did here in Soundcheck. And a girly with uh, Yahoo's and Triangles. Which is the king of the hill. Yeah, I was going to say, Matt uh, Bullwinkle always calls it that, which is cool. The original name. And then I do. And that was the, the end of the show. Uh, then they came out for Encore, uh, Lemons, without boots, playing trumpet, and Nada, which is excellent. Yep. Earlier, Boots did come out with a trumpet just for Mexico, the fourth song. And I thought he did well, a uh, good job. We, we kind of jumped into the concert, but I guess we didn't talk about House. Bayou? Yeah, we had pre-game at House for sport Cajun food. Good Cajun food. A bunch of Coronas. Compliments. It was the, the jambalaya was really good. But it was at about 6.30. I noticed we lost some of our party members. They <laughs> They drifted off Scott to another DJ. establishment. Oh, Scott and DJ first went to the. They went off to the post. They said that's right. During pregame, they called it the post. Yeah, <laughs> the post is right next door. Oh, but they they were paying exorbitant prices there for beer. That was they decided to go out and look for another bar. And there's another bar like in um, right down uh, right next to it. I think. Well, Scott and DJ went in. There's a bunch of TVs going on, but no sports are playing. What could that be? <laughs> and then they look around and there's all guys in there. <laughs> and they were in a gay bar. Yeah, they think. I'm not sure. Leather oh, hats. Oh, yeah, they, 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 they have no problem admitting they think it's a gay bar. They, they think it's a gay bar. Leather yeah. hats and beards with braids. So, of course, them. they stayed there all night and missed the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, and they they've never been here. No, they came back to the show and then they said, there was this screw big... this, and they went back. And of course, they went back and uh, played Heartbreaker on the jukebox. <laughs> <laughs> and DJ went out there and Scott danced around him <laughs> with, with a rose in his mouth. <laughs> Colors like a rainbow. Now I'm trying to think of the taxi episode. <laughs> and it was all true. They didn't fess up right away because they knew if we found out somehow, they got to tell everybody. Yeah, it'll come out some way. Yeah, so uh, that they had disappeared and spent a lot of time in there <laughs> before the show. 
four newbies to the concert, Came right? back to Magic Bag hand in hand. Yeah, newbies. We brought Patty, the the occasional panel member on the North Coast here, for and she didn't seem to be really ready for this or completely up for this. And she had to break down the code to get in my car. She was planning on going to my car during the show and relaxing or something. It was all oh, really? in the yeah. She when she found out that she pretty much is gonna have to stand. I said if we get there early yeah. enough, we'll sit. Nobody this told was a the big women that they'd have to stand yeah. the whole night. They were very peeved about that. Because yeah. they didn't wear the right shoes. Yeah, they apparently. didn't wear the right shoes and all that. And Patty's all ready to like leave and then uh, then she's buying beers. She even got me these beers I shouldn't have been drinking. And then uh, and then she got in front, she was dancing, and she's officially hooked. So that newbie, uh, that was another successful. I gave her one of my coasters. Successful. So we have a we have a convert. Yep. He's cool. And uh, Greg brought some newbies besides his wife. Yeah, my wife. Who's also been a guest on the podcast. Yes. Episode 42. Now, she liked the show too, right? She did. She enjoyed the show a lot. And then I brought my... Uh, my nephew, who I told him to uh, check out Roger Klein. He liked the music, and he took his girlfriend, brought his girlfriend Emma. All the way, they drove, they left East Lansing, or Lansing, at like 6.15 to get yeah. there. They, oh, they, boo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> it's waiting for the rise. <laughs> I know, I was going to say, they came the second longest. <laughs> Yeah, second line. But I didn't realize Mike would like be bitter about it. <laughs> but they had a they had an exceptionally great time. They uh, they really enjoyed it. We got them uh, amigo or not amigo americano amigo. I got the amigo in my head. Schmo suggested americano. He, oh, that's uh, right. So you, I remember you asked me that was for him. Yeah. Yeah, and then you were going greatest, on for like about three minutes about it. it's the greatest CD ever released. It's the greatest independent CD ever released. Yeah. I'll do that. I'll go over. I'm an ass over about that. Yeah. It's the greatest independent CD ever made. He actually he actually asked me, he said, your friends really like you, you really like the show. <laughs> is this this is a good CD, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good CD. Because he's really suggesting, he's really recommending this one for me. Yeah, go, you can't go wrong with any of them, Andy. Go ahead and just get that one. Okay. He bought it last night, then? Yeah, yeah. he bought it last night. Oh, wow, cool. That's so. cool. <laughs> well, you guys said that you were not going to line up to meet Roger again, yeah. but we did anyway. I think I kind of forced you because I wanted to. I get think in line. I didn't know what I was doing. It's anymore. tradition. And I was just following people next to him, and I was in line. Well, the thing is, he, uh, for the first time in, in a number of times, he hasn't noticed my shirt from the stage. Yeah. So it's like we had to had to run it right past him. Yeah, we have to get that reference. Yep. That, that's true. But it was a uh, it was a long line last night, and uh, they moved the bus. The bus used to be on the streets. Now it was between. It was in the parking lot between two lots. Which really makes sense. It's right there where the magic bag is, so yeah. they can go in and out real easy. I don't know why they were ever far away to begin with. But yeah. I guess to get but it was a, it was a pretty long line. We had to wait a long time. Uh, you guys bought but coffee from at, Jason. At the end of the line, there, PH came back to the end of the line to start talking to people. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think he saw the drumstick. Kathy was waving the drumstick. They were peeking yeah, out of the curtains. I noticed they were peeking out of the curtains. Oh, yeah, that's right. We kind of yeah. skipped over that, too. Uh, Greg's wife and Patty went down to the front of the stage where they were tearing the, the equipment down. And uh, 
<laughs> and so the roadies handed them some drumsticks, which is how they got them. Two drumsticks that they split. Very well used. Yeah, those drumsticks are hacked. He said he went to two or three sets, a typical show. We'll go through. Joe finally got the title of the book that he's been. Yeah. Yeah. Well, which I had the whole time, but I just, I just didn't believe it really was. Which I, was I went, what? I, I had the title because I went to my Amazon wish list to put it in, and it was already there. So mention it now, so it's recorded for posterity. Oh, the, the power of now. It's like it's a franchised. It's a brand name book. You know what I mean? Yeah. PH recommended to you. But yeah, he had recommended it back in Mexico before we went jogging. And then uh, you got you got the coffee from Jason Booth. Oh yeah, Jason. Well, I was trying to get coffee right. all night. It wasn't at the merch table when I walked in. I said, hey, "Where's the coffee?" Well, I got on the promise, bus. I'll get it for you. Didn't he promise to do it sometime? You asked him to sell coffee or something at the table. Yeah, that was when we first walked in before the before he started playing. I bought his CD from Booth. And I said, hey, where's the coffee? He goes, oh, it's on the bus. I'll get it later for you. And I said, where are you going on soon? So, I mean, what's the, what's the story behind the coffee? Is what it's uh, roasted. By, I met the guy who roasted the beans. Uh, at, he are we back to Scott and DJ? What's that? Are we back to Scott and DJ now? <laughs> Those bean roasters. <laughs> we... <laughs> we well, back at, at Circus Mexicus in May. Oh, oh. When I, when I first I saw it, and maybe I've seen the cup before, I don't know, and I bought a bag of coffee, I said, cool. And, uh, um, but when I bought it and walked away from the merch table there, some guy flags me down and says, uh, and he was like the roaster. It's, it's somewhere on the East Coast, like Connecticut. Roastmaster General. New Hampton? New Hampton? <laughs> Taster's Choice. New Hampton, Massachusetts. Oh, is that what, yeah. It's on the East Coast somewhere, and he was just, he, uh, you know, over asked Roger what kind of coffee he liked and what he looked for and roasted it to according to those kind of specifications. I don't know if Roger actually tasted different beans. Maybe he did. I can't remember. But we have a, there's a photo somewhere of that. And uh, I think at our gallery we had the Circus of Mexico. I can't remember. Oh, I don't check our site. So I've been buying it. I've, I've been, I'll slowly just have, I'll make one or two pots a week of that. And I've learned how to, you know, sadly make a nice little tiny pot of coffee. So it's, it's been lasting. Because I like to make like four cups at a time. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and I and I have I, I I use a French press usually for the Turbo Ojo blend. It's a Turbo Ojo blend. It's called. And we go back to France again. Yeah, we're back to. <laughs> that's Frenchman's. A French he would press for the moment. Frenchman would just crush those in his hand. It's nothing to do with Scott and DJ. His French press is a kind of coffee brewer. <laughs> So uh, anyway, I've been I, I bought last now I bought the coffee for like ten bucks down in Houston, and it was the last bag or the only bag he brought in from the bus or whatever. So uh, when he said hey, I'm gonna get it for the bus, the only uh, interesting part of this really is is I bought the CD, but then we went back after the show. Now we're back around the merch table. So where's the coffee? And I was probably screaming it at this time. Where's the coffee? You did. So so he. Uh, he signed the CD and he's like, hey, Schmo, with a bunch of E's. And he wrote in big letters, where's the coffee? <laughs> on the yes, on the CD. So, uh, well, when he walked by, he yelled at him again, the coffee. He goes, I, he goes okay. <laughs> this guy can't believe it. He goes, he said, I know you wanted coffee. 
I think he wanted a coffee too, right? But I know he wanted a coffee or something along those lines. Like, well, yeah, but he's making it very obvious he wants a coffee. Well, yeah. And then, but then apparently it went down in price to eight dollars. I think he's making it up each time. He doesn't know how much to charge. And so to make the right change, he had to give us coasters, or we bought coasters for two bucks. Yeah. Which is. And uh, I had to ask why the hell I had coasters yeah. on my table you're, this morning. You were asking that in the car on the ride on the way home, oh, and then you emailed <laughs> the following morning, why do I have coasters? <laughs> I was really concerned about these coasters. But at long last, we were, we were practically the last people in line, too. Long I last think we were. No, no, there was like maybe two, of, two three other people, yeah. most. We got to our visitation with Roger at long last. Got to remind him that we're the guys from the podcast. And Joe made it very clear why we're North Coast and not East Coast. <laughs> you did. Explained it to him, yes. Good God. God he's I trying was, to get rid of us, I think, at that yeah, point. Yeah, I know. Because you guys attacked him again with the whole Mexico story. I, was, you were I can't it. hardly even remember this stuff now. I didn't. I don't even really remember remember because I was busy taking photographs. So yeah, I backed up to photographs. I'm not exactly sure about everything. Oh, and I, did, and I kept wondering why am I why am I in line? I don't want to feel like bugging Roger, and I'm I'm bugging Roger. <laughs> got, they did have. But we did have to get the. Uh, he had to notice the shirt, and he did. He said yeah. the same exact thing. I, fe- of course I felt we like all I was laughed. doing a duty, I guess. And he seemed to I react think. when we all laughed. It, he seemed to react like he knew it was coming. Like yeah. <laughs> like yep. He, I think it. He had at last finally remembered that Mike is the guy that always wears that same shirt at the show. So he, he kind of knew that we were waiting for him to say it was the oldest school. Yeah. For the first time. And uh, But they did have posters, uh, exclusive posters for the show, for the Magic Bag show. They were, they were nice. And uh, so we bought those and got those signed. And... Mike was uh, after we reminded Roger that he had that we'd interviewed him. Mike was quick to add, "We need to interview you again." Yeah. And so you want to take up the story, Mike? Yeah, I, I I've been meaning to every every time I leave one of those events, I kick myself uh, for not asking about about that to set something else up. So uh, finally, for some reason, I remembered it and asked him, and I said, "Oh yeah, yeah, anytime. Just uh, let me know." I said, well, okay, well, gee, how do I get in touch with you? Who, who do I, uh, who can I call to set it up? He said, let's call me. Well, what? <laughs> yeah, just give me a call. Siri, here's my phone number. So he wrote down his, uh, his personal phone number. He just said, well, just don't pass it around to everybody, but, uh, yeah, just call me anytime and, uh, and we'll set it up. He said, if I don't answer, it's, uh, if I don't recognize the number, I don't always answer it. Just leave a message and I'll call you back. So there we go. We've got a future, uh, interview. I wonder, if his, I wonder if his phone says ween when, when, when the number you <laughs> So what's the number, Mike? Just recite it right yeah. now for everybody. I'll tell you what, it, it's One, in my five, five, five. It's in my uh, contact list on my phone. <laughs> How cool is that? I know, that is cool. Well, Scott will say, but he's got his wife's phone. Right? <laughs> yeah, Scott's got his wife's, but Mike's got the man himself. No. So I thought about giving him a call and saying, so what are you doing? Just checking it out, making sure it's your number. How's it going? What Where are you, are you right now? What He's in the middle of a concert right now. What are you thinking <laughs> about? The weeds call me. <laughs> I just wanted to talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fun. 
Well, when I, I guess uh, it, as things uh, ended there, we also witnessed the next uh, Chad Heckler Roger deal that uh, Roger wants Chad to make him a uh, ukulele. I recall he said something about there being a ukulele on the bus, and he'd already already written two songs on it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. for some it's, reason, it was somebody else. Yeah, for some reason he couldn't keep it. He had to return it or something. Yep. So he was asking Chad to make a ukulele, and Chad, completely not blessed, is going, "Yeah, I can make a ukulele." Yeah, and uh, of course, that means Mike has to buy a ukulele, and and Greg's That's wife. That's what I said. Yep. Greg's <laughs> wife was interested in buying a ukulele from Chad as well. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I told her to hone up, man. She could start. She could play a duet with Roger. I think well, they were already getting specifics too. They were talking. He wants the uh, nylon. Uh, yeah, yeah. He doesn't like the stamp ukulele strings. Yeah, he doesn't like ukulele strings. He likes the nylon guitar strings because they got like a fatter bottom, so to speak. Wasn't somebody ripping him about you know looking kind of like Tiny Tim or playing a Tiny Tim song or? So that'll be cool. We'll see. Uh, that'll be the. The next Chad project, we'll kind of watch that one develop. That'll be cool. Yeah, but it, would it be like an electric? No, no. They, they no, actually said specifically they say, not okay. to do that. Yeah. Okay. Chad was asking, do you want pickups? Because that's or, what the As Fast As guy had. Right. Uh, now, this is, he said he just might. Yep, yeah, they, they did discuss that already last night. They worked everything out. They were discussing what type of wood to use. And Chad, yeah. we should mention Chad, he was working his butt off before the show, replacing the pickup in that guitar. It, the the latest guitar Rogers playing of his. Well, you know, Chad makes his own pickups now. Yes. So he and he broke one. He had, he went to, he had two with him. He had to use the second one. Oh, and he was working. You know, the lights are pretty dark. He's working on one of those red stage lights while they were doing sound checks, sitting on the oh, edge wow. of the stage. He said, and the the first one broke or something. So he took it apart, the guitar apart twice, all during sound check and stuff. I had seen him out there. He was he had to run to his car and get more. More stuff. You put it all together, had to take it all apart again. Whatever that means exactly. So, anything else? Well, we've already said you were pretty toasted. <laughs> I was. Yeah. I was uh, Shmo was unable to drive home. <laughs> well, we, earlier when I said, Teddy, you're, you're gonna. Well, earlier is you know, you can always drive home or something, and then. Uh, once I had in my head that I didn't have to drive home, was, it was the mistake. <laughs> it seemed like every time I looked over at you, you had a bottle in your hand. And then when waitress just kept bringing them. Yeah, it was it was a good night. I was in the. I was happy. Um, yeah, and I think I think Patty was pretty insistent that she drive home. Yeah, I, I had we had we had spoken. I said that was my big mistake. Like after the eating. And you kept saying, you were in the back seat, and you kept saying that uh, this was so irresponsible of you. Yeah. And it was interesting because every time you said it, you pronounced irresponsible differently. <laughs> you ran the he was pronouncing a lot of words differently. You ran the gamut of I don't like different that. Usually, ways you uh, can pronounce irresponsible. Usually they drop it. That's, that was the mistake. It was after eating, like... In between asking like, why uh, I had coasters. I'm not good. I can always drive over something. And I said, all right. Yeah. I mentioned on the way there too. So I'm done. Oh hey, hey! You forgot about the part where uh, Roger, as you were walking away, tapped you on the shoulder and said, "See you, schmo." <laughs> Did he? Yeah. Oh, yes. I that. He said, <laughs> "That's right." Uh, thanks for reminding me that ever happened. Well, you can't get it. I from thought Jimmy, I dreamt it. But you can get it from Roger. <laughs> There we go. Roger can end the show with a see you, schmo. It was perfect. He said it just that way, too. See you, schmo. 
This was supposed to be a brief one. Uh, I know. <laughs> I just had to plug in my laptop. They ran out of batteries. I don't have a big finish. I don't have a joke at the ready. If I did, I would have forgot it. Well, with my, I mean, last thoughts. Sound was excellent this time. Yeah, the sound was better. I thought the sound was better because it wasn't as loud yeah. and distorted or it whatever wasn't the as right blistering words. and loud. Yeah, and Magic Bank has a good reputation among the Roger Klein fans from people that come from out of town to come here. It always has, at least what I see compared to other venues, though I really would like to have seen him at Beachland. But you know, at Beachland the night before in Cleveland, he was, they were doing the, that was with the Cowboy Mouth, and uh, I did get a report from Cleveland from friends there, and they were perturbed that Cowboy Mouth kept playing longer than an opening band normally plays. I don't think they realized they really were co-headlining. And some nights recently, Roger, Roger and the boys were opening, Cowboy Mouth, but they were both playing like 75 minute sets. Um, kind of we, we didn't get half Cowboy Mouth, and they have one or two more shows with them coming up. Mm. But they're skipping, they skipped Detroit, and that's why we had Jason Boots, which I thought he did Finally. fine out there. And I was kind of interested in Cowboy Mouth, the Cowboy uh, Mouth because uh, they had opened for Jay Giles decades ago, so I was, I was curious if I would have recognized <laughs> I remember them that. any of their songs. Really? But I don't know if I wanted, I would not have wanted to hear a co-headlining show. No. They had a couple decent songs. Yeah. But uh, the thing I liked best about it was that um, they weren't pushing an album, because the album had come out last year. So they didn't have to force any songs into the set list. They just played wherever they felt like, whatever requests came through. So it was great. It was like a greatest hits package. Yeah. Everyone, you know, whatever song they felt like playing, they played. And maybe that great. song after song after song after song was just excellent. It was, I thought it was so an excellent set list. Even and of course we got I got to hear two really cool songs. Well, three really cool songs, I guess. Um, one song that Shmo wanted to hear, a song that I wanted to hear, and What's an that? REO Speedwagon cover of all. What things. did uh, you want to hear? That? Captain Suburbia. Oh yeah. I, I wanted to hear that too because I don't know if we've heard that live, have we? Uh, no, we didn't. Uh, I Mike, definitely. Um, I don't think we have other so than the Roger Solo thing. Well, Mike, I think his solo. Mike still hasn't heard it live. And, uh, he played Blue Collar That was a good point about the set list, and maybe that's, that's why I'm looking at the set list for this other show in Cleveland. I mean, there's some overlap, but boy, two nights in a row, he's going, they're going all over the catalog. Yeah, it's great. They, they don't have any kind of agenda with the set list. It's just whatever feels right to play. Our friends of the show, Debbie and Katie in, uh, in Cleveland, then... They he did not play Blue Collar Suicide in Cleveland. Did not play really? Little A Little Hung Over You, which he doesn't play too often, I don't think. So uh, they asked if he would play it in Detroit for them, <laughs> one song each, and uh, he wrote it in a sharpie on his hand, mm. L H U and Blue. <laughs> and then there, they had, and they sent pictures along that he did that, and then he didn't play the songs in Detroit. Watch his hands. Yeah, I got a break. That's exactly what I said. I I, I replied said. Uh, well, they didn't play the songs. I guess we probably watched and forgot. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> I, I'm kind of more grateful that he's very hygienic then. Yeah. And he played those songs. Now, a little hungover you, we might have heard like once, but that'd be cool to hear again. But mm -hmm. it almost needs a piano. I'm pretty sure. And, uh, um, and well, we hear Blue Collar Suicide all the time. It's a great song, though. You I were waiting like, for that last I night. I just like watching PH warm that song up. 
Yeah, they and, play, and, and get into it. How many times have those two played that song? You know, it's it's fine that he didn't play it. I'm not upset or it's no. It's cool it, that he it, can get away with not playing such yeah. an awesome song, and he's good. done. He's gotten away with not playing Bandito. It makes but it, not it makes me shows. hungrier for when it comes to sec, you know again sometimes. Yeah, we, you get to see him so often that it's great to skip all over the catalog and then take a few requests and screw around and take it on the run. And uh, so I think that's a good point. Make the uh, just the the varying catalog. Of, and I did notice he didn't play Mexico, not Mexico, um, Minyana. Yeah. I mean, like, wasn't obligated to play Yeah, he Minyana. was not obligated to play nearly anything. Maybe Bandito. Bandito's is the only one that he might yeah. be. Yeah, Mekong. Yeah, I don't think I've heard Mekong every time. I really, he said, somebody requested Mekong, he says, oh, we play Mekong every night. <laughs> but it is a little like, in Mexico, too, I guess he has to play Mexico. Yeah, he always has to that. Huh. I was trying to get Kathy to speak Spanish to him in life. He speaks, he, he speaks a made-up, he'll say, but he'll understand. He'll say, see. Ya, shmo. Oh, uh, but Sarah Palin, you know, was at the U.N. yesterday and a big hit. And she's over there uh, meeting all of the world leaders. And she's still uh, learning who the world leaders are. Uh, right now, <laughs> she, she thinks that Warren Buffett is the head of Margaritaville. <laughs> she thinks that... And why wouldn't he be?